What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome into another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show, a proud member of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. Reminder, if you use code TRIPLEPLAY22, you will get 10% off all the great tools over at FantasyPoints.com. And right now, if you go over there, their best ball rankings are now live. And you'll notice they're very different from the season-long projections. That's intentional as the week-to-week consistency is a lot different in season-long than best ball where you want the high floor, high ceiling type of – or low ceiling, high floor – High ceiling, low floor approach. Goodness gracious. I, I wouldn't mind that. a high ceiling and a high floor. <laughs> the high ceiling, low floor approach that is in best ball. Also, Jake Tribby looks at the 2021 most and least consistent scores in fantasy in his free 2021 consistent, consistency review that you can check out over on the website as well. It's got a bunch of great tidbits and information there. Rashad Penny, spoiler, is his most inconsistent player. So if you want to look at more of that stuff, go over to fantasypoints.com. Again, code TRIPLEPLAY22 gets you 10% off things there. And if you don't believe me, give it a Goog. Check it out on the Google machine. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, I don't know why you wouldn't. I'm, even I'm, the honestly, casual even people, himself. even the casual people right now are starting to prep for fantasy football drafts. So there's no reason you shouldn't be checking it out. That's right. That's right. We're here. And our guy NBA rigged in the house tonight. TP family checking in. Uh, that's one of the best guys in our Discord, so happy to have him joining the show tonight. Johnny Foosball and Doc here with me as we have no Bradster Domus. Johnny, how was your trip over in the northeast part of the country up in uh, Maine over there? It was good, man. They can they can have a good time up there. And it's it's warm, but not as warm as it is down here back in Baltimore, and it's 95 all of a sudden. <laughs> it's a scorcher out here now. Doc is uh, living his life. Is apartment still feel like getting worked on every day? How's that stuff going? You know what? It's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, we don't have laundry service yet, but we got hot water again so I can shower. And I might drop out of Triple Play Fantasy and become a lawyer because I reached a great settlement. Did you really? You didn't tell <laughs> me about this. Reach, uh, I'll tell you after the show. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, that's, that's a teaser right there if I've ever heard <laughs> one. Uh, but tonight... We're talking about our quarterback rankings. We're going through just kind of some debates. We're talking about our biggest busts, maybe our favorite fantasy values, uh, and just our overall quarterback strategy as we're going and getting in our drafts. Here. We just finished our Scott Fishbowl drafts. All four Speak of for us. Yourself. Speak for yourself. Are you still doing You're it? You're still, <laughs> still going. We didn't even get through a round yesterday. Doc, is your, your TV's cracked. Holy crap. Is your TV cracked? Uh, I think you said crooked. Oh, crooked. Yeah, it's at an angle in the background. Uh, what round are you in? I think we're in round 16. Oh, you yeah. got a ways to go. Yeah, yeah goodness gracious. Do. Your league is very slow. We, I finished like three days ago, four that's days ago. That's what happens when you sign up for the Wilmington Delaware League. Just a joke. I love everybody I've been drafting when they seem awesome. I love if we have a listener in Wilmington, Delaware, that just all of a sudden <laughs> gives you crap. Um, let's go first. Let's talking about these quarterbacks here. Let's go about our quarterback draft strategy because you hear it across the industry. A lot of people are saying to wait on quarterback with as deep as the position has become these days and the points per game difference, not being that different from you get past the first few guys to, you know, the bottom of the top 12. So doc, let me start with you when drafting quarterbacks, what is your philosophy? Let's first do in just regular one quarterback leagues and then also in super flex leagues. Yeah, so I think one quarterback, this is probably the deepest that quarterback has been in a while, and it seems like it, it 
uh, correlates to a lot of the offseason movement we've had in the recent years with star quarterbacks that want to change teams. And then an emergence of rookie quarterbacks that have been taking the league by storm right away. Um, I say this strategy and then got roped into taking Mahomes in the third round last year because I thought it was good value. Uh, and he was very inconsistent. So I think you can wait to take a quarterback, maybe even double dip. And in two quarterback leagues, I think you got to get a top tier one early first couple rounds, preferably one with rushing upside. If you play uh, with settings similar to the Scott Fishbowl, you want rushing upside or you want really accurate quarterbacks. And in two quarterback leagues, they go really quick, as I'm sure you guys probably experienced in your draft. Yeah, super flex leagues, usually quarterbacks dominate the the first round. You'll see maybe anywhere from like eight to 10 picks in a 12-team league where most of the time I feel like ends up being quarterbacks. Johnny, what about you? Anything that Doc said that differs in your strategy? No, I mean, it's certainly something where you have to keep an eye on runs if all of a sudden five, but also the, the reflex of it. You don't want to necessarily just panic and get a quarterback just because five went off the board because then it's going to be a drop-off into the next tier and you can probably wait and you can probably steal somebody from another position who got left off because everybody's panic uh, panicking and grabbing the next quarterback because they're worried they're all going to go. I just, there's certainly value. I mean, we'll touch on it later. I mean, Brad kind of convinced me a little bit with Tua. I mean, that's, I've been saying for years that Tyreek Hill is what made Patrick Mahomes get all those crazy stats. So sometimes maybe, maybe I'm going to be right and maybe it's going to be a, a Tua kind of year. And that's some certain value you can get. Well, let's bring up Rick's question here. Which quarterbacks did we take in Scott Fishbowl, which is a super flex league where pretty much you want two quarterbacks. I took Mahomes and Kirk Cousins with my first two picks, uh, especially with Doc had mentioned. You have to have a 66% or better completion percentage for it not to hurt you in this format. Scott Fishbowl penalizes you for inaccuracy, for interceptions. Uh, so that you want sacks. more accurate quarterbacks. Sacks. So I went Mahomes and... Kirk Cousins with my first two picks, and then I waited until round 13, and I took Desmond Ritter as my third quarterback because I think he'll eventually get that starting job, and I think it's a pretty big value getting him in the 13th round. I agree. Uh, Doc, what about you? I had the 111, and I went Lamar. I can't believe he fell that far, uh, but I really hate myself for passing on Russ because he's my QB too. I took Mac Jones in the fourth, which I think is great value. And then my sleeper this year is Mitch Trubisky, and I had to get him in the 10th round because having the 11th pick and the way that quarterbacks were going, I needed to secure him. Get your guy. Johnny, what about you? I actually took Jonathan Taylor in the first round, so I slid back a little bit and took Jalen Hurts in the second. I like and then I waited again, mm-hmm. getting getting good value, Waller, Chubb, Justin Fields. Is mm. my uh, Sean, what pick did you have? I had the fifth pick. That's great value for Hurts if you got him in the second yeah, oh, that's yeah. A, that's fantastic. He went he went one oh six. Like I said, once once the tier goes away and everybody's stopped their run, there's gonna be another big gap, and that's when you can snag somebody. I like your team, Johnny. I, I we have to post our final teams and a screenshot somewhere to go over. That's good that could be another episode of just going over our schedule. That's true, team. yeah. Just going over the, the team. I think I got some good players. Maybe by now, but maybe by next <laughs> week my draft will be done. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. But I think that's I got your our... boy John Mechie, David. That's my boy. Yeah, I thought you talked about him when we talked about the Texans. <laughs> I, I said he could be a, okay. I, I like Nico Collins more this year than Mechie because <laughs> I think Mechie might start on pup. Um, 
All right, let's. So we talked about our strategy. Let's talk about our favorite values. So maybe guys that you think you can get a little bit later on that should be good. I really love Kirk Cousins this year, and I'm not alone. I know many people in the fantasy community love Kirk Cousins. He has incredible accuracy. He has a new offensive-minded head coach and Kevin O'Connell coming in from the Rams, who I think are going to throw the ball a lot more this year than they ever have. And you obviously have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and then an emerging KJ Osborne, who I think is not a bad number three receiver. I think the best is yet to come for Kirk Cousins. Apparently him and and um, uh, what's his face? I can't even think of his name. Red Cheeks, uh, their old coach. Mike Zimmer, thanks for the help, guys. <laughs> Red cheeks. I was gonna say Brad Childress. No, Mike, <laughs> Mike Zimmer. I feel like they, I read an article that they, they were constantly butting heads. I think Cousins is gonna flourish this year. I think he's a great value this year. I also think Matt Ryan is a great value this year, going to the Colts with a good offensive line that he did not have in, in Atlanta. I think he's gonna actually be very decent having Jonathan Taylor there take the pressure off of him, increase the play action. And uh, I think he's somebody you could get as a great QB two later on. And if you're waiting on quarterback, you could get him paired with like Kirk Cousins, and uh, in a one quarterback league, and you'd be fine. Uh, Rig or what is it? Rig asked uh, share our Scott Fishbowl draft board in the Discord. A hundred percent, we will put all of our uh, our drafts in the Discord. Our, our screenshots in there. It's a good call, Rig. And then he agrees with your Trubisky sleeper call, Doc. So good call there. And he likes Ritter. You have him behind Trubisky and, and Pickett and David Davis Mills. Yeah, I I would probably put him behind there as well. I just they got drafted at that point, so I was able to snag him after those guys. I felt like it was a good value there, thirteenth round. Johnny, do you have a quarterback that stands out for you? I mean, as just value wise, I, I brought him up earlier, and he might be thirteen on my list of twelve, but um. I really think uh, Tua has so much upside uh, based on the Tyreek Hill addition. He takes so many of those slants to the end zone, to the house. I mean, you've seen it, David. I don't mm -hmm. know what, what Patty's going to do without him. But <laughs> I really think, and it's something that people are so against him. It's, it's crazy. Just a few years ago, he was supposed to be the second coming, and everybody's going to tank for him. And now everybody's done such a complete 180 on him and are against him, I think you can get him extremely late. It's a great call there. Tua, I mean, he has got everything he could want there at this point, the weapons he has, so it's on him this year. Doc, I was going to have Derek Carr be my sleeper, but now people are talking to him up too much. And it's yeah, just, he's got Adams now. Exactly. Uh, Doc, who is your pick? Yeah, so I really love Russell Wilson, and I love him first because he's out of the NFC. West is he a sleeper? Time. Is he like a uh, value? <laughs> well, he's QB ten on Fantasy Pros, and I have him as my QB two. So oh. I guess how you want to say with that? I That's mean, fantasy eight, value. eight spot improvement by Eric. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, a guy that can easily throw thirty touchdowns in a season. He had twenty five and fourteen games last year. He's now probably having the best group of wide receivers he's ever had with Judy, uh, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, our boy Albert O, a tight end, great running backs, a better offensive line. And the Broncos didn't give up three first rounds to have him run the ball. So I think he's going to have more volume, and he's playing in a division where it might be the best offensive division of all time. So expect a lot of shootouts with that game. And as Rig mentioned, uh, love the Trubisky call. He's playing in Pitt where Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. Trubisky is 29 and 21 as a starter. 
only 27 years old, so younger than me, and I got a baby face. He'll give you a little bit of rushing upside, and he threw eight passes last year. So if he had any injuries, he's starting the season truly healthy. Okay. Well, talking about Russell Wilson and Derek Carr, rigged ass Carr or Wilson for all three of you fine gentlemen and why? That's oh, a good let me question. double check so I don't I'm, answer with my heart. I'm pulling up my oh, right. I have him right actually. Now. I have a back to back. I have Russell one spot over Derek Carr. Ooh. What, where, so Russell. where do you have both the rank, John? I have Russell eight, Carr nine. As it stands right now, I mean, I'm actually going to move Derek Carr up. One I'm spot. going Russell Wilson. Like I, Derek Carr has thrown for 30 touchdowns um, only once in a season. It seems a lot of times he gets in the 20s. And he's I know never had Devontae Adams. And I know he doesn't have Devontae Adams, or he's never had Devontae Adams. He's, but, he's always struggled throwing it in the red zone specifically. Yeah. And, I mean, Devontae Adams is probably the best route runner in the NFL, but Russell Wilson hasn't had the, the amount of attempts that Derek Carr has. Derek Carr has – always been thrown in the 500s last year he threw 626 attempts russell wilson for most of his career throws in the 400 attempts and his top 30 touchdowns five times i think Devontae adams is going to really help Derek carr in the red zone because if you single colored Devontae adams he's just going to his footwork in that area is going to get him open consistently on single coverage so it's going to come down to then darren waller who also, I'm sure, if he's single covered, could demolish whoever. So you can't double yeah. cover either of them. What about what about Mr. Renfro? He's he he's the second best route runner to Devontae Adams, yeah. number one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a bigger gap when we just started this discussion. I had Russell Wilson as my QB six, and I had Derek Carr as my QB thirteen. But I, I'm I think Oof. I need to bump Derek Carr up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I still think Russell Wilson slightly because, like Doc mentioned, he's getting paid a lot. They traded a lot for him. And they're going to actually let him throw, I think, a lot this year, especially with Nathaniel Hackett behind coaching here. Uh, but it definitely wouldn't shock me if Derek Carr finished ahead of him. I think it's definitely a very fair question. Uh, let's. So about- I was going to say, Derek Carr has played 31 less games than Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson has about 300 more passing attempts. So when you break it down, it's about Derek Carr would need to average nine attempts per game over the next 31 if Russell didn't play, I need to tie him. So it lets you know that the Raiders have been letting Derek Carr throw the ball more than the Seahawks let Russ. Part of that's a function of losing, so I wonder what the issue is if they now start getting leads more frequently. You know, that's always the misleading stat about Derek Carr is, like, per his season mark, he has the most, like, fourth-quarter comebacks and game-winning drives out of anyone, you know, once they reach his age. But that's just because they're behind all the time. That that appeared on my Facebook feed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Facebook feed. Goodness gracious! Uh, let's talk about the, our biggest bust at the position. Who do we think is absolutely going to bust? And we could put context to this. Somebody you think maybe the top ten quarterback that you think could bust and be somebody that's like towards twenty. Somebody that you think is going to be drafted in the top three or four that ends up being more of a back end QB one and is a bust. Who do you think is really just going to underperform where they're being drafted from? I have a feeling I know where John's going with his, so I'm going to let him kick this off. Why don't you go get your Patrick Mahomes slander well, out now? I mean, I he's a product. It's actually funny. I need to give it 13 seconds. If uh, there is something called like some AI uh, web service, if you guys have heard about the AI art thing, 
that also uh, does it for an essay. And um, Nicole went and asked it to write an essay about why Patrick Mahomes is overrated. Oh. <laughs> but he's a product of uh, the past happy offense of Andy Reid's offense. Uh, here we go. The first sentence is, um, he's a product of Andy Reid's past happy scheme. Yeah, I thought that too. <laughs> Wait, but anyway, John, he's... Did, did you and Nicole bond over Patrick Mahomes hate at first? Like you walked into a bar no, together no. and you both slandered Pat Mahomes and it was Patrick like Mahomes wasn't, wasn't big six and a half years ago. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, no, he's schemed up to do well. He's also gotten absurdly lucky in interceptions over the course of his career it finally regressed a little bit last year and we saw what happened where he's been throwing interceptable passes for his entire career they've just never been picked off before and with orlando brown a little disgruntled is the offensive line even going to be any good I, there's so, a lot there he, kelsey's going to become double covered because nobody has to deal with tyreek hill so that safety valve is gone tyreek hill is the ultimate safety valve for patrick mahomes that's gone. So whenever Patrick Mahomes is doing those outrageous scrambles that he does, he don't he won't have the relief valve he normally does. I'm seeing more sacks, more picks, more fumbles. So where do you have him finishing your rankings, John? I actually have him high because I didn't want to just be a hater, but <laughs> I would love for him to drop out of like the top twelve. John, the top twelve? <laughs> you're making no. I would very... love for it to happen, but uh, I, think I, I think I think I still compelled. have him like sixth. <laughs> You're making it very compelling to see what the odds are the Chiefs miss the playoffs. Oh, it could happen. Tough division. They had an article, uh, Bill Barnwell wrote an article on ESPN that said if you look as far as quarterbacks, he basically ran the numbers. I think he used like a very advanced quarterback statistic. I forgot the statistic he used, but he ran stuff for the last 50 years. And statistically, this year, that division is the toughest division it's ever been in terms of the quarterbacks that are in it. So it's going to be a dogfight this year. Like three of the four teams, I think, get in the playoffs this year. That's how much or I think it's the opposite happens. And because they all lose to each other, none of them get a good record. <laughs> Rigged uh, is like in Johnny's analysis with the talking about Derek Carr frequently failed his weapons and failed miserably, except for Waller. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be very interesting. And then now with McDaniels there, that's, that's something that's a good point that we didn't talk about. McDaniels might have better schemes to draw players to get open more than in their previous coaching staff too. So that's a, a good point there. Uh, I will say this about Patrick Mahomes. So is, is it fair to say the collection of receivers he has is the best he's ever played with this year? No, no. because I think, I think when you lose somebody like that who's just such a top and there's no way you can replace one of the most explosive wide receivers yeah i don't think i don't think quantity overrides quality in this scenario well you lost tyreek hill you gained juju smith schuster you gained mark wasn't Valdes that good last year MVS. Who wasn't that good last year? <laughs> and you gained Sky Moore. I like Sky Moore who is an unknown quantity <laughs> but keep in mind with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey in years past, it's been Byron Pringle. It's been Demarcus Robinson. It's been Nicole Hardman. It's been 
Sammy the ghost, Watkins. Of, the ghost of Sammy Watkins, who was only well, healthy for like half the game. He's the ghost of Sammy Watkins when he doesn't do well, but he's a good receiver when he does do well. He was only available like less than half the games, though. <laughs> Dude, I'll say this. There's only one wide receiver in the NFL that is catching that slant pass against the Bills and taking it to the house, and that's Tyreek Hill. I agree with you, yep. but I think Andy Reid is in Patrick Mahomes having a whole offseason to, to make new scheme, like draw up new plays. I do think like there's you guys are going to basically like you're dismissing the fact that MVS is going to run deep. So he's going to, if they, if they yeah, play, in, which he did with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, who's a, a, a fraud quarterback in his own right, fraudgers. But you see what I mean? It's not like Mar- uh, MVS was coming from some no name throwing him the ball and just is now going to do really well. He had an MVP throwing him the ball and he still didn't do that well. Well, he yeah, led the league in yards per reception two years ago. I'm not I'm not ready to write Mahomes off yet, but I do think that his I mean, we all agree that Josh Allen is the QB one and Mahomes had that for a couple of years. So I think it it shows like obviously Allen has ascended, but I think Mahomes has descended a little bit from that fifty touchdown season. I have Kim as QB three behind Allen and Herbert. And I was Herbert I was really wrong about last year. Like he, he really, I thought he was going to have some regression in his rushing statistics, but he threw the ball so much last year that he over like overrode that. Um, I think Mahomes is going to surprise some people this year, not saying he's going to win the MVP or anything, but I think people that are expecting huge regression, I think that they're going to have a better group of receivers where they're getting open more consistently. And he doesn't have to just rely on two players getting open because the other guys weren't getting open. They're, they're horrible receivers. So it's like if he scrambled and those two guys weren't open, that's when he would try to force a ball. So like you have Juju Smith-Schuster in single coverage. You have MVS taking the top off the defense. I really love Sky Moore in the slot this year. I think you'll, you guys will see. I know um, he's everybody's darling, but there's a reason he was he was like one of the later receivers drafted. If it was such a no-brainer that he's going to be fantastic, he would have been drafted early. He's a second-round pick. I have Mahomes as my QB6. So, I mean, we're not, I'm not writing him off, but I do think he slips. Doc, who's your biggest bust? I mean, it's got to be Kyler Murray. And I've seen his, him as a popular bust this year. Um, so, take away no DeAndre Hopkins for six games. And I hate the argument of, well, he has Marquise Brown, his Hollywood teammate. That's his college teammate. They haven't played together in the pros yet against. No, no, no. That's why we're talking up Devontae Adams and Derek Carr is because they're college teammates. <laughs> yeah, but I, that's the stupidest argument ever because they've been in the league. This is their fourth season, and they're playing now against professional competition. So expect them, expecting them to have the same chemistry on the field as they did at the collegiate level, I just think is completely unrealistic. From a passing perspective, Murray's never touched or never topped 30 touchdowns in a season. The most he's thrown is 26. So you're really depending on that rushing upside with him. And his rushing attempts last year were career low with 88, um, career low in yards with 423. So you're really banking on him to get in the red zone. Five touchdowns last year, which was a huge drop off from the 11 rushing touchdowns that he had the year before. And this is just kind of a a storyline thing as well. He hasn't gotten paid yet. He might not want to rush and scramble and put his body in harm's way if he doesn't have a big contract yet. So I think from a business decision, he's probably going to be in the pocket more and he's not the most efficient pocket passer. They also did lose Christian Kirk. So I just think, I think Kyler Murray is going to really, really fall this year. He's my QB 12. 
Okay, fair enough. He always kind of falls off at the end of most seasons, anyway. Yeah, and I mean, look at—I mean, look at how he did against the Rams in the playoffs. Eighteen for twenty-seven, or I'm sorry, nineteen for thirty-four. Zero touchdowns, two interceptions, two sacks, two carries for six yards. Rig says, "I'm with you, Dave. It's very hard to imagine Mahomes having a worse season than last year." Let's do a water bet. Mahomes finishing top three or top five. Doc is six. I think Johnny, you said you're six too, right? I have him at six as well. So I'll say he's I'll take that. Yeah. So is it top five over under. Is that how we're doing this? Sure. So I ahead of him. I have Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Lamar, who I'm thinking about moving, Justin Herbert, and Stafford. You have Stafford high. I don't think they throw the ball a lot this year. I don't think they run the ball a lot this year. I, I think with the addition of Allen Robinson, he's throwing it. But he doesn't rush much. the ball. Stafford doesn't rush the ball that much. Stafford was QB five last he, year, and I think A Rob Woods or A Rob and Cup are the best wide receivers he's had. I wish I had this. I, I should look up his second half of the season because he really tailed he, off. And now um, he's another year older, and he doesn't have the fire of a Super Bowl. Lead. Yeah. So we'll we'll put the water bed in the Discord of Mahomes top five. I say yes. Doc and Johnny say no. I mean, you can say that he fell off second half, but he threw for forty one touchdowns on the year. Yeah, I mean, his season long numbers look great, but again, in the second half, he really, really did not come through. Uh, latest news: Kyler should be signed very soon, like Lamar, who will be under the franchise tag. Yeah, we have to keep an eye on that. Yeah, I, I, once once I see that, maybe I'll change my rankings a little bit. I, uh, my biggest bust this year is Joe Burrow, who in some places I've seen him being like the top six or seven quarterback. Keep in mind last year yards or his passing touchdown percentage, which I think is the biggest stat to look at for quarterbacks and efficiency. He averaged six or he was a 6.5% passing touchdown percentage. Keep in mind the average, the league average is right around anywhere between four and five. So his first year, he was 3.2 second year, 6.5 a huge jump and not something usually repeatable but besides guys like Aaron Rodgers like who usually consistently throw tons of touchdowns in the red zone so I think Joe Burrow's passing touchdown percentage will go down somewhere closer to the middle between those two numbers and this man did throw like his yards per attempt was almost nine that's also something with that type of touchdown percentage that does not replicate year after year especially with a 70% completion percentage, which was number one in the NFL. I do do like how David's just saying, look at all these great stats. My man threw up last year. They don't, there's there. They don't all (laughs) normally correlate together. You don't have an 8.9 yards per attempt and also lead the league in completion percentage. Usually if you throw the ball that much more downfield, you're going to have more incompletions. That stuff doesn't usually stick together. Play devil devil's advocate. Does the Bengals improved offensive line? change your thought at all at the same time they could run the ball more which they at some points in the second half of last year didn't do so i i do think you have to keep in mind too like jamar chase had the most what are you the one of the most efficient seasons ever i think that he had as many 50 yard touchdowns as randy moss did in his rookie year and then i think only a couple of other players have done which- that no one's ever done before except for Randy Moss, I guess. But it's more like <laughs> yeah. they, you don't see that type of stuff year after year. So, like, I know, there's... but at some point, I just wonder when a flip switches and you say, okay, maybe they are generational talents, which is why their statistics are so good, instead of saying their statistics are going to have to go down. Well, I just think they can still be really good, but the numbers basically based on history show that it's not something that can be repeated consistently year after year. Even if they are very good, 
it's something that you haven't seen other players, even really good players, do every year. So that's that's just all I'm saying. I, I think Joe Burrows could be a very good real life quarterback, but I think he's going to be more in that like back end QB one range where he'll yeah, be like a QB, QB 10. twelve. Yeah, I have him yeah. right now as QB twelve myself. So like, I mean, I have him as QB ten. So I do think he takes a step back, David. I I'm not ready to put him at QB twelve, but. I just I think agree, that, I agree with what a lot you're saying. I just think he still became really good just for fantasy. He I, might not. I do love bickering between two spots on like a, a <laughs> ranking sheet and everyone does it. And it's just so funny in retrospect going like, Oh, he finished, he finished nine instead of 11. You look foolish. <laughs> let's uh, let's close out our last with our last thought here. Who are the, is the player you're most concerned about being wrong about? Someone that you're very low on or very high on that you're not confident where you have them right now. I feel like I'm relatively high on Tom Brady just because I've stopped doubting him and I'm gonna it's his last year, allegedly. So he's <laughs> going to just go all out. I have him relatively high, I feel like, and I could just see this actually finally being the year, but it never is. So I'm not gonna Where do you him. have him? Let's I think I think I might have him five. I've met seven. I have Brady at eight. Yeah, I have him five. What did Manny say? Uh, she said, "Yeah, Tom Brady five. <laughs> <laughs> she agrees. Doc, who are you most concerned about being wrong about? Jalen Hurts. I have him as my QB seven, and that's not ridiculously low, but I haven't seen anyone have him outside the top five. And David, kind of what you said where I think Burrow steps, as, steps up as a better real-life quarterback, I think that's what the addition of A.J. Brown does. Jalen Hurts had 10 rushing touchdowns last year. Five were from one yard out, seven were from within three, and nine were within the 10. Miles Sanders didn't have any touchdowns last year, so I think that balances out a little bit. And I think so outrageous. And I, and I, I think Hurts throws the ball more and doesn't run as much yeah. because the Eagles want to see if he's their franchise quarterback. And you don't feel good putting a lot of money into a franchise quarterback if you're dependent on their legs. So I think just because the rushing upside's a little more capped, that will limit his fantasy value. But I could also see it being the other way around where AJ Brown opens up the field and he has even more running lanes. That's fair. I think Jalen Hurts is very polarizing and I believe he was the QB one before he got hurt in week 11. I think it was something like that. So it, he's, he's definitely, I think the one you could whiff on the most. I have him as my QB five right now. And I, I would agree I with you, doc three for me. He's definitely got to be the one last last year. Herbert was the one for me. And I was, I whiffed on that hard. Uh, yeah, this year maybe hurts. I have uh, Justin Fields as my QB eleven right now, so I mean that could potentially go bad too. I'm banking on him rushing a lot this year. We'll see how it it's plays not that out. Bad. We'll see how it plays out. But that'll wrap up our QB fantasy QB discussion here. Obviously, we'll be doing running backs next week, but I will not be on the show. Johnny and Doc and Brad will hold the fort down while I'm away. Uh, boys, we'll anything talk about Joshua Jacobs? Oh boy, I'm glad I'm missing that one. Uh, any, uh, anything you guys want to plug to the audience or any last minute things you want to add before we close out the show? If you really want to see why I'm big on Mitchell Trubisky, I made a about eight minute video on our fantasy channel uh, about how I think he's going to have a QB one ish season, meaning top 12. So it's a guy you can get late in drafts, no matter what format you do. And, you know, if he gets benched, you, you know, it's a later pick. So Give it a shot, and if he does well, then I'll take some of your winnings. That's right. And Rick, leaving us with a question on the way out here, if you were an NFL GM to start a franchise today, 
would you pick Deshaun or, or Lamar Deshaun. based on talent, not anything off the field? Deshaun. Lamar. Deshaun, for me, I think his skills will age better than uh, Lamar does. Well, I, I don't know what he could do when Lamar can't run anymore. But good question nonetheless there. We're kind of split on that call. Uh, all right. That'll wrap us up here for Doc. For Johnny, I'm Dmendi. Again, make sure if you guys are not subscribed to the YouTube channel, you guys subscribe. Make sure you like and then comment something below. Comment how cute you think Johnny's cat is if you've stuck around before and you've seen his cat. <laughs> or maybe you uh, you like Doc's Crooked TV. Whatever you want to uh, comment here and let us know. If you stick around, oh, there we go. That's the good stuff. Stick around for the end to see <laughs> Manny on camera. If you're listening to on the podcast, please make sure you're subscribed there and leave us a five-star rating and review. Especially if you're on Spotify, we could use some some reviews on there and, and get this podcast listens up on the podcast feed. But uh, yeah, thanks to you. Thank you guys so much for listening for another episode. Again, for Doc, for Johnny, I'm D. Mendy. We are going to get on out of here. So wham, bam, bam, baby. We gone.